this is Marissa. This is Denise. And we are... Are you there, God? <laughs> it's been so long, you don't remember our title anymore. I forgot who says it. It's first. you. Okay. Are you... Wait. <laughs> are you there, God? It's us, the book bitches. And I was going to say, are we there? <laughs> I mean, we like are. asking the existential question of, are we here? Um, so we're trying out this mic that my our brother got us for Christmas. I know it's March, and we don't really want to hear anything about it, but... I can't afford to hear anything about it. Physically, I cannot afford it, and I also refuse to afford it. I feel like every day we're accosted yet again by the Shih Tzu dogs. And I know people are like, it's Shisu. No, they're shitty dogs. <laughs> the shit is intentional. They're those shitty white dogs that are bad all the time. Yeah, if you've ever met a Shisu, you would know they fucking suck, man. <laughs> they all have bad attitudes. I feel like I'm being bullied by them constantly. I mean, they like to go in your room and steal things. One of them goes into my room. She runs in there. She's done this to me three times <laughs> She just stole my makeup blender and then just eats it. <laughs> it tears it up. Yeah, she has like her no, she ha- but the thing is is she has her eyes out for it. It's a makeup sponge. She not a blender. I don't know what so a makeup blender angry. is. <laughs> but she blender. okay, and we have an orange one we both use. We don't share it. We just use we the, have same the same time. And it's orange. It's by Real Techniques. Um it's only $4. <laughs> But this it's is actually now, paid advertisement. But now it's twelve dollars spent because these fucking dogs she, steal it. Like watches you while you do your makeup because she knows that's when we pull it out, and she'll wait until you're not paying attention to where you have put it, and she'll climb up on the chair or because, she'll climb up on the bed and take it without you noticing. Because these Shih Tzu dogs are malevolent. Yeah, they're really evil, <laughs> and. They- And I know that we read the dog profile and it was like, they're mischievous, but their mischievous saucity (laughs) is like costing me money. (laughs) What was the word you just said? (laughs) Mischievousity. (laughs) Mischievousity. Mischievousity. The way you said that. I really, like, I I had to think about what you were saying because it just sounded like you put two words together that I've never heard of. Shakespeare did it all the time. Oh, we're comparing ourselves to Shakespeare now. So, hey, it's been a month. Yeah, maybe a month or two. Maybe a month and a half. I actually don't know. We don't remember, and that's okay. And it's better that you don't remember it either, that we were gone for so long. But because of... (laughs) A really weird start to what I'm yeah. gonna say. What did you read? <laughs> this last one. That was your introduction. I was apologizing. Oh. I... I think when you apologize, you have to say sorry, not just forget it happened. I felt like it was implied. <laughs> um, I've been reading a lot. It's like every time you ask me, I've I'm like, I've never read a book in my life. <laughs> I am reading the Wicked series by Gregory Maguire again. So I read it when we were in high school. And it ended, I think, end of high school, early college, something like that. And then I got rid of all of them. Because I was like, I don't know. 
I didn't really understand this series. Uh-huh. It, a lot of it went over my head because it's a lot of like political minutia. Mm. And so I'm rereading it. I have mixed feelings about it. Why? It's almost like he writes them like they should be really good. Uh-huh. But I, I'm like at the last one. There's only four. I'm reading the last one and I'm like, wow, I feel like so much of this series had no point. Where it was almost like, it's supposed to be like a sweeping political drama about like Oz. Yeah. The, like Wizard of Oz. That's what the series is. If you don't know what Wicked is, it's a retelling of the Wizard of Oz. It's supposed to be like a sweeping political drama of that. But I feel like he focuses on the weirdest events and they're like, like the second one, the climate. So the first one's amazing. So good. Um, and then like, they deteriorate after that. Mm. Like the second one focuses on her son and he, his big political move is to have a protest. Okay. And that's it. Oh. And it didn't really seem to have any like discernible effects. Okay. It's just a weird, <laughs> and, but that <laughs> was like, really that's like the climax, climax of that book. Mm. The third one, I'm, the third one focuses what on the cat right now. I'm on the last one, the fourth one. Oh, okay. But, and this is also, I feel, it's the last one. Everything's supposed to be wrapping up, right? Uh-huh. And it's so boring. Mm. And I also, I, I take issue with him as a writer. Mm. He uses a lot of big words. Yeah. And a lot of really, like, it almost doesn't make sense at times what he's trying to say. Mm. So I, He's a really dense writer. For no reason. Got it. Yeah, like he's not saying a lot with the words he's using. I too like to write really long, big sentences that go nowhere. Sometimes so like it's so I'm rereading them. What I they went over my head. Now they're not going over <laughs> my head. But now I'm kind of like, oh, but I can see why I wouldn't have known what to do with these when I was like that age. Mm. Because it almost feels like nothing significant is happening, but significant things are happening. But mm-hmm. it's like, imagine you, you're telling a story and you know, there's like 20 people that are main, like, and like the main people you're focusing on. Right. And it seems like significant things are happening in their group. Yeah. But then there's like a whole political drama you're trying to ensconce me in, but we're mm-hmm. somehow only focusing on these 20 people. Right. Yeah. And it's just really weird. That that was the tact he chose. You know what I think about a lot when what? people write about people who aren't really dense and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Remember Heart of Darkness? Oh my god. I literally, Denise, like I, I read can't that tell twice. You no, I read how, it twice, I and it I don't. Three times, and all three times in high school, I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" We had to read that for our IB classes and for our IB English I... junior year. Someone claimed in our class to be like, "This is this is one of my favorite books." I was like, "Oh yeah." You relate to, like, the diamond trade in Africa. What's crazy is I didn't even know oh, no, that that's what it was about. It was, it was about. ivory trade. Who fucking knows? Who well, knows? Well, that guy I read it. T- Here's the thing. I read it twice. And I wasn't a Cliff Notes ass bitch. I actually liked reading the book. So I read it twice. Mm-hmm. And then we had to take a test because this is an IB class. And it was, like, preparing you to take your IB exam senior year. 
And so we took our like practice test for it. This is and it was multiple on. choice. No. no. And she was just asking us about events in the book. And I was like, this is I read about that. that. I would read it sentence by sentence and be like, what the fuck are these sentences, bitch? I, I truly I... didn't understand. But that was like me reading this Wicked series. It was series. weird because I would read the first, I read it three times. And okay. I would read the first chapter and I would know generally what happens. I, I don't even remember and knowing like, anything. There was something, like, in the beginning, there was something he was, like, going to Africa to do some shit. I don't... Listen. Don't ask me about it. I don't remember. But... Yeah. But... Okay. Somewhere in there, after the first chapter, I don't know what... Like, I don't... My brain... It was like my brain would go into a fugue state, and I would be <laughs> no, that's how I feel. Like I literally felt like I was reading it, but like drunkenly it's blacked only, out. It's not that long of a book, and that's why I ended no. up reading, reading it twice. And I swear to God, the I only thing I remember so is like the first chapter. I think sets up a frame story. I think, and then no, it did. Yeah, it there's did. this like that's really? why i understood the first chapter so and then the movie also, that marlon brando was in he was like apocalypse now yeah so that movie is based on that I book mean, like, and yeah, there's a whole no, showdown it's not based on the book book it's not like a direct it's no but the there's general... like a confrontation between him and the main character and yeah. then that happens in the movie right. and the, the only reason i know that is because i know that happened in the movie with marlon brando i was, I was like but like when you're reading i mean the book is nothing like the actual i've never seen apocalypse now oh okay but that one's really good it's really long and it's a little bit fun like you're like well this is kind of disturbing is but it? i like it quite a lot yeah I thought it was quite good, to be honest. Oh, not quite good. The writing sometimes falls flat, but so does the plot. Right. And it has the makings of something that could be amazing. You're like, but this could be really good. Because the first one, Wicked, is very good. And yeah. obviously it was so good, it, it's a musical. Right. Even though they vastly changed I did the like whole musical, plot. <laughs> I saw it at the Pantages and I really liked it. Um, With my friend Lola and Alicia. I've never seen it. It was great. So, with that being said, and what I was going to segue into is that things that you think should be good, that other people tell you are good, and then you experience them for yourself, and you're like, actually, that was okay. So, we've seen this a lot on, like, book talk, okay? The book version of TikTok. You see it a lot in the horror section. In the horror section, specifically. They'll review these books, and they'll be like, oh my god, this book was so disturbing, and it was so different. And it was wild. And then you get it and you're like, oh, that was okay. And yeah. I've made that mistake several times. Like, multiple times. Oh, me and too. I don't think that I'm, like, this big, like, I don't think I'm, like, super picky when it comes to books. But I do think people review books inaccurately. So I, I feel like the Goodreads is only good for horror novels because they have, you get a really good sense of what's actually disturbing in, like, a good horror novel. Yeah. So I had I had gotten a book called Night Bitch. Um, mm-hmm. The short plot of that. This was also based off of like book talk. So people who recommended these horror novels. I didn't. Th- <sighs> okay. So the general plot is the mom is turning into a dog, and it's very arty. A lot of it's about like motherhood and kind of like the the lack of satisfaction that can come from just being a mother kind of losing yourself in that process. And there was one part that I was like, it was kind of like icky, but it wasn't really that bad. And that was about it. The rest of it, I was like, it's very, it was very arty, 
the the style that it was written on was very like avant-garde. It was like, I mean, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but did I find it to be the most disturbing. the most disturbing? Like it was being like it said it was no. But I am gonna say this, and this might just be it's not misogyny. It just might be a thing with men. Is a lot of times I see a lot of uh, like men who are TikTokers who do like the horror talk. Yeah. And they often will say, especially with horror novels that are like that, that have women as the leads, oh, so disturbing. And sometimes I think that's just like a byproduct of men not knowing how to handle women, like being maybe uncomfortable in the roles that women typically have. Yeah, sometimes I think, and I, I don't think they're like bad guys or anything. I, I just think, think women maybe do that's the same a by- thing too. Yeah, I think I see. Yes, I agree. I just see two main like, like men TikTokers who've done it. Like when I read it, I was like, I mean. But that's, like, how Verity was, like, people were, like, so yeah, disturbing. Yeah, people were, like, it's so disturbing. And I was, like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, okay, in the book Verity, that was something else that I had gotten off of recommendations from Book Talk. Um, in it, the whole, there was, like, this whole plot line about, basically, like, she killed her kid. one of her kids. Yeah. Um, it was fine, okay? Like, it was literally, like. It wasn't that scary. It also wasn't that disturbing. I don't and think it was written also, that well. well. It wasn't written that well. I also am like extremely deadened to a lot of things. And I'm not saying that it takes a lot to horrify me, but I am saying like it doesn't take a lot, but it has to be good. And if it's not good, I'm probably like, oh, okay, that was fine. And I, yeah. That's fine. I just think a lot of times it's like when it's a woman main character in these novels, for some reason they get like really so disturbing like night bitch and it's like like your description to me is like oh that's interesting but i'm like what is so yeah like night bitch was very good yeah it was good it was a well-written book and it had a really really good like solid plot um i really enjoyed that verity was fine and it was it was literally across the board okay right this one that I picked up. Also, I tried again, you guys. I gave it a third time. I said, third time is the charm. Maybe I'll Heart get a darkness. book. Shut <laughs> Maybe I'll get a book that I actually will genuinely, like, like. Like, really, really, like, love. Because Night oh, Bitch, I... Talk? Yeah. yeah. Night Bitch, I liked. Like, I liked it. Style of writing was different for me, but I still liked it as a story. But again, I didn't find it to be a horror novel. This book, A Touch of Jen is the one we're reviewing today. And that one is actually very good. So good. <laughs> so fucking good. It also falls under, also very different in terms of what I was expecting. Oh, yeah. But it does fall under the genre of psychedelic horror, which is something that I had never heard of until I read this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. And I also feel like, like, if you've ever seen Twin Peaks... Yeah. That would be, I feel like, to some extent, like, considered, like, psychedelic horror. Where you feel like you're tripping out. Yeah. Like, when you're watching it. So, if you don't know what psychedelic horror is, which I don't think, I, okay, this is how much of a subgenre it is. When I went to Google it, Google get, kept trying to redirect me to psychological horror, mm-hmm. which I understood. I get it. I was like, that's a big genre. Psychedelic horror is almost like a subgenre of psychological horror. Can also see be seen as like a subgenre of like supernatural horror, but basically the idea of su- the psychedelic horror is that it takes you out of the realities of your mind. 
I guess the uh, idea my is question, like, yeah, you should feel like you're tripping on fucking acid the whole time. But my question is, so like that horror novel where the friend is like abducted by aliens. Uh-huh. Wait, Why which one? Whatever, The Return or whatever. That you read it this year. Oh, oh, oh. last year. Um, why that wouldn't would that be condi- under... why wouldn't that be considered psychedelic horror? Because you have like another So it's something is it something that's like happening like in your mind? It's has more to do with your mind and your spirit and like your inner workings. So the return Oh, and strictly... like the aliens are an outside yes, force. Got the it. return was strictly aliens. Mm-hmm. In a touch of Jen, you have like this weird outside force, but it's controlled by his inner workings. You're right. You're right. Um. So and so, I guess supernatural horror, like you can have like a touch of psychedelic horror in it, yeah. but it's not. But because again, it's that outside force. Psychedelic horror, a lot of it's connected to the inner workings of your mind or your spirit, and that one, that's what kind of varies it from these other types of horror, and why I think it falls into this subgenre of like psychological horror Mm, okay so yeah because i do agree like everything so in a touch of jen everything that happens that is horrifying is all coming from our main character remy yeah right okay interesting so a touch of jen i got this from book talk i was really excited to get it because also i'm the worst i picked it because i like the cover it's a really good the cover. Here. Here. It's got it's like a light pink cover. It it's has, a millennial pink. It's a very millennial pink cover. I don't know how else to describe it, but millennial pink. It has a woman who's climbing over what looks like like a pop up window screen uh, on, on, on a, a computer. computer, but like from the two thousand early two thousands, and it's adorable. Like it's an adorable cover and when they were like it's a horror novel and she's flashing her butt yeah it's cute like it's like like a pinup way not in like a the the woman looks like a little pinup and you're like this is cute and you can't see her face and that is significant to the book Mm -hmm. so the general gist of this novel is that remy is a man tomato tomato Remy's a man. He's the worst. Alicia is his girlfriend. She's sad. Everyone say, oh. She's really, just say, ooh. Ooh. So she's really sad. She's a sad character. So you have Remy and his girlfriend, Alicia, and they are obsessed with a former co-worker of Remy's from when they when he was serving at I forgot what kind I of can't restaurant get over. it was. It was literally two years ago. Yeah, it, it was literally two years yeah. ago. He was serving at a I for, it was like a was it Spanish or was she working at a Spanish one? No, she was working at a tapas one yes. presently. Yes. Something else. But I don't remember what they had been working It was at. like they had been working and he was a server in more of these like high end kind of places. Mm-hmm. Um, they had met while they were working. Her name is Jen. He became weirdly obsessed with her yeah. and hadn't seen her in person at this point now for two years. Um, but followed her on social media and somehow in their relationship had gotten Alicia also obsessed with Jen. Mm-hmm. So the novel starts and you might be like, what the fuck? The novel starts with them talking about ways to better their sex life. And Alicia says, well, what if I print out a picture of Jen and like put it on my face? Yeah, they're just trying to figure out ways to incorporate her into their sex so life. So when I say obsessed, I mean like she's like the topic of their household like every conversation is about jen and 
the description of Jen varies. One thing that Denise pointed out that I thought was really interesting was that they never really describe how she looks. You get just like some passing remarks about her body or like the fact that she has braces. She's blonde. She has freckles. But you don't really get like anything. You know what you get a lot of descriptors about? How she's dirty. Yeah, you do. But that comes later. So <laughs> initially when we're introduced to Jen, she's like an Instagrammer. She's a big content creator. She also makes but, jewelry. Okay, I'm like, not to be funny. I didn't. I also didn't get the sense that she had a huge following. No. So and she's she... like a very like a mid Instagram, like almost like a micro influencer. Yeah. She's oh, yeah, starting a jewelry like a business. She started a jewelry business. But it's like those polymer earrings, yeah. which everyone sells. And then she's also no offense to polymer no. earring ladies. She still sometimes is a server at a tapas restaurant. So they're obsessed with her. And it's funny because when you're reading the novel, they describe her. And the way that it's described, Jen is described, is very grand. And then when you actually get to meet Jen, you're like, oh, you're just a regular ass bitch. <laughs> and I did, I really liked the way she was introduced because I think the author did a really good job of making it very disappointing mm -hmm. in a way like of course it is because whoever so, lives up to anyone's expectations what is it like the first three chapters and then you meet jen yeah two or three chapters. so like there's a couple chapters where you're just introduced to remy and alicia and jen is the center of their relationship very obsessed with her and they finally get to meet jen mm -hmm. and they meet her at the apple store and <laughs> In the description of their initial meeting with her, it's like she has like greasy hair. She kind of stinks, like she's not wearing deodorant. Yeah. Um, and like in general, looks kind of like unkempt. But they're like so obsessed with her that they keep thinking like this meeting went amazing. And she does one of those like casual invitations. Hey, you should hey, come, you should come and because surf we're with us. Go surfing for like a week. Me or and my group of friends. Yeah. And to me, and I'm sure you probably read this the same way, that's kind of one of those things that you say when you're trying to blow someone off because you don't want to keep talking to them. Um, you know, frankly, I don't know why she even brought it up. Because it what it She was so weird and I'm of two minds. I'm of two minds about it though, because of what her friend reveals later, which is she thinks she did it to annoy her boyfriend. Yeah. No, that's fair. So okay. it, it's I don't I don't know how to take it. So, so. she says this in like a passing invitation kind of way. Remy and of course they're freaks. Like, oh yeah, okay. So Alicia takes it more serious than Remy and actually gets them formally invited onto this trip. Well, and the reason Remy doesn't take it seriously is not because he's great at social cues. He's a big old freak. He's a freak and a half. Um, it's because when he met her, so the one thing that he likes about Jen is she's a bitch. Mm -hmm. He really, and it's not like a fun kind of bitchiness. She seems like angry and mean. Like she's just mean. And when he sees her in the Apple store, she acts like she's nice. Yeah. Like quote unquote and he's fake. Like, Never well, mind she, that she's just meeting Alicia and she hasn't seen Remy for two years. Yeah. So why would she turn her well, actual really, personality on? If she on? really liked me, then she would have been a bitch to me. And Alicia's like, well, that doesn't really make any sense, but okay. And Alicia takes it upon herself to message Jen from Remy's account. Mm -hmm. Get them invited. And this is where we find them going on this trip. And so here's, I think what... So I, hold on. Oh, okay. I just want to say 
The psychedelic horror part of this doesn't actually take place, really solidly take place. There's some hints of it, but it doesn't really come into play until you're about, like, what, like, three quarters of the the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then suddenly you're hit with all this freaky shit that's happening for the last quarter of the, or the last quarter, the last, yeah, the last quarter of the novel. But it's not boring. I want to, I want to point that out. Like, the first three quarters of the book aren't boring by any means because you're really getting into... Um, how much of a menacing freak Remy is. He's a freak and a half. And how much of a sad freak Alicia is. They're both freaks, um, and that's important to the novel. Uh, because Remy is shitty. I don't even understand. You don't understand why he's with Alicia. Because he's so... He doesn't seem to like Alicia. He doesn't seem to like Alicia. Um, I mean, they got together because he cheated with Alicia on his last girlfriend who was her roommate mm-hmm. but i mean for what <sighs> like we can, for what? we can only guess because then he just doesn't he doesn't seem to like alicia and so yeah and what i'm trying to get without being okay so wait so articulous remy is a villain remy is a big villain the reason alicia okay so remy's just obsessed with jen because he's not satisfied with anything Alicia's obsessed with Jen because she too is not satisfied with anything, but in a different way. She wants to go on this trip because she feels like this will be life changing and I will change somehow because of this. Well, she doesn't really have like a sense of worth. That's why she's with Remy. I mean, right. Because he, he fucking sucks. And so for her, this trip is, is meaningful because she's like, one, we were invited. That means somebody like, like solace yeah you know what i mean like somebody somebody perceived us and thought we should go on this trip but also because again she's like this is going to be the catalyst for like the next part of my life and so you can have remy and alicia remy's a server alicia's a server well she works in the service industry she works at, like a sandwich shop or some shit like that kind of like a subway from what it sounds like she's and- like a she is like a waitress, but not the same kind of waitress. It's waiter like one of those where like they're Remy like is. behind the counter. Yeah. I forgot what those are called, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you have Alicia, who is really unsatisfied with that. But again, for different reasons. And like she's and she- trying to be friends with people. So like you have this interaction that she has with her coworker. Where the coworker's like, oh, hey, can you help me move? And I'll pay you like a hundred bucks. And she's like, I want to charge a friend. And she's like, we're not friends. Yeah, it was really mean. It was really mean for I no mean, her co I don't know why she wanted to be friends with her co-worker. her co-worker. But... Um, and so you get the sense the only time she has a sense of worth, and this is before and after the surfing trip, especially after, is when she is acting like she's Jen. So in the book they write, the author writes, Alicia as Jen. Kind of as if it's a name. Yeah. And that's how they refer to Alicia when she's acting like Jen. And when she's acting like Jen, it's really just kind of her being confident. And or her she, yeah. kind of like not putting up with Remy's shit. Yeah. And Remy likes that. And Alicia's acting like something else. But you're kind of like, babe, that could be you. But it's not. And the thing is, is it's Alicia as Jen. But it's not really it's Jen. Especially Alicia. once you get to know Jen. It's just Alicia um, feeling like she's worth a shit like really no yeah um, so you get to the trip trip fucking sucks man i already hated it i mean i don't know about you but i was like this is gross i mean i wouldn't want to go anywhere where i'm trapped with what like six people that i don't know yeah 
trapped because Literally they trapped. drove with them. Yeah. So they drive with them to Jen's boyfriend's parents' like vacation home or some shit. Like yeah. That. And you also you get the backstory of how Jen is able to have a jewelry business. Oh yeah, you because do. her boyfriend has money. Her boyfriend has money. His name is Horace, but not like Horace H O R A. C-E, it's Horus, like, H-O-R-U-S. Was that, like, Egyptian? It was, like, Egyptian okay. for these fucking white, white people. I kind of liked okay. it. I know I liked it. It was TV dorky. Age. It was dorky, and I didn't like it. So, you have Jen's boyfriend, Horus, and this is his family's home, and him and Jen are, like, hosting this vacation. Mm-hmm. And... They bought all these groceries. One of the things, and one of the things that I liked is that this particular vacation shows like a steep class divide. Oh yeah, they were in New York, right? Am I mistaken? Or were they in LA? They were in like what, a major city, no? No, they were. I think it was New York. So they were in New York because I was picturing them in LA, and I think at one point they said New York, and I was so I was taken like, aback yeah. for like a page because I was like New York. <laughs> So they're in New York, and so also it's really expensive to live in New York, so there's that too. I think that's why her and Remy, Alicia and Remy live together, because like, how else could they afford rent? literally not as like anybody in the service industry. So at one point, like the beginning, Horace bought all these groceries, and Remy's like, oh, do I need to like Venmo you or something? He's like, no dude, I got it. Just just help me carrying these groceries. Be helpful that way. And I was like, why are you being so rude? Shit. He was, like, immediately kind of a dick. Do you think? Yeah, I did. I thought it I was... I mean, I didn't, like, Here's Remy. my thing. I think that Horace... Thought it was a was it, contest. No, I really felt like it was because Remy had such a bad fucking vibe. And Horace... <laughs> because Horace was generally, like, not a bad he dude. He sucked, too. No, he sucked. He sucked. The more we find out about know. him, the more he fucking sucked. I... I I didn't have strong feelings about him. I, I really didn't. Like didn't. I, I think the part of it was I hated Remy so fucking much. <laughs> That's fine. Like, me too. But you also hated Jen. And I, I really... A huge fucking bitch for I no reason. I felt super ambivalent towards her. I don't like when people are rude for no reason. There's no reason. The only time I didn't like her was there was an incident on the trip. Alicia slept, sleepwalks. She got into Jen's bed, and according to Jen, she was choking her. But I feel like she was perhaps just touching her. Mm-hmm. And she woke. And she throws a she throws a big bed. fit about it. Which, yeah, you don't know this person, and they are in your bed touching you while you're sleeping. But she was sleepwalking, and Alicia was not. Alicia's like a nice person. She's yeah. just kind of pathetic, right? And, and she was so that. mean about She's it, and so I was like. Mean. Well, and then, that like, was the only thing I didn't like. No, there I really was, there was a couple of parts, but like, okay, there was one part with Jen where this annoyed me. Okay, so you get to this beach trip, you find out a lot about Horace and Jen and their kind of relationship, where it's like an open relationship. They're t- supposedly into polyamory, but Jen, as Jen later says on, she's like, just rules and boundaries and all this other bullshit. It doesn't really feel free like it's supposed to feel. I thought free. it would be free. But okay, like, that's fair. And because if somebody's trying to sell that to you as, like, this is what it is, and then you get the complete fucking opposite, I would feel a little bit like... Okay, she sold herself that. Because Horace wasn't into it. 
So anyway, she convinced Horus to be in an open relationship. So there's a part, part where basically it's revealed that Horus is like the financial supporter. Oh no, what? Well, no way. Your Instagram jewelry business isn't supporting your lifestyle. Well, he was the one who put money into it. Too. So it's found out that he basically put in like 100% of the funds for her to start this business. And where was I going with this? Was it about how they were against capitalism? No, yeah. So they were like, oh, yeah, fuck capitalism, blah, 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 blah. Well, at some point, Remy mentions that he's still a server, and Jen looks at him and is like, you're still a server? Aren't you, like, 30 years old? Which I was like, I was like, old. <laughs> fuck, Jen. Which then I was, yeah, no, so two things. One, that's not that fucking old. Two, bitch, what the fuck? Your boyfriend gave you money for your fake jewelry business. Are you really, ex- like, really fucking kidding me right now? She still worked at a tapas place. And she still worked at a tapas place. So it was like, maybe actually calm down. So that was something that I didn't like. Because I was like, oh, you just are like... You're a bitch. You're a bitch and a half hmm. about how people make money. Um. Okay. So what I do want to talk about, what I kind of want to segue in, you guys just need to know that the surfing trip did not go well. But at the end of it, what did change was Alicia tr- started to change her life. Mm-hmm. Because she wanted to be Jen. Mm-hmm. So she got a new job. She So she cl- quits the server place she's at. She gets a job at like, it sounds kind of like an Ulta, basically. Is yeah. it Ulta? They don't say it, huh? They don't say it. It's an Ulta. I, I thought it was actually more higher like end. Sephora. Yeah. She gets a job at like a makeup company, like a Sephora, an Ulta, some, Ulta, something like that. And then she basically talks to Remy as Alicia, as Jen. Mm-hmm. And Remy's always kind of like, huh? And then on the trip, she had mentioned, well, I want to be an artist. Really Which had she, never She had prior. never thought about it. But again, like what you said, she saw this trip as a, a means to an end of changing herself, becoming mm-hmm. something else. And she had been stuck with Remy as basically her only friend for two years. That I don't think that until she went on this trip, she didn't realize like, oh, I could be someone different. Right. I could be. And so on this trip, she talks about, I want to build like this immersion pod thing. And it's a spa. So it's going to be called a spod. And she built it. She it's built not well it done. It's shitty. But that wasn't the point. The point was just that she did something different. And Remy was a bitch about a it. A bitch and a half. And he's just kind of like not very supportive. He didn't even really realize that she had like changed jobs. Yeah. At some point. And one day... If not only is he up Jen's ass, he also sees Alicia being like like Alicia as Jen. He sees her as being really fake. When in actuality, it's like the realest she's been the whole book. Right. Because she's just trying to find herself at this point. Right. So this is where the book takes a fucking turn, bitch. So weird. The weirdest shit ever that ever has ever happened. So this is... Spoiler this, this alert? Is, no, I'm going to just, yeah, spoiler alert. This is psychedelic horror, though, so it's going to get funky. So, going to get funky, funky, funky. So, Jen and Horace go to this makeup store. Part of the reason that Alicia had applied was because she had seen that Jen frequents this particular makeup store. Yeah. So, upon one of their visits, Jen and Horace see her in the store and they realize that one, she looks a little more like Jen now. She's like lightened her hair. She's lost some weight, whatever. Which 
I mean, that was also weird to me because I don't recall there ever being like a paragraph where she talked about like doing different things to her. I feel like that was actually part of the horror aspect was that because she was imitating Jen, she that was the psychedelic like aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. So then she had also bought a pair of earrings from her from Jen's online store. Yeah. Um, for her so jewelry, she was business. wearing them at and that she time. She was wearing them at that time. It's really timely. And Jen, Jen freaks flips out, and this is after the whole "you're choking me" uh, sleepwalking bullshit. And so Horace basically gets in Alicia's face and is like, leave us the fuck alone. Which I was, I was like, like, what the hell, she's, dude? At she's literally at work. Actually and the relax. weird part was Alicia, yeah, it's weird. It's it's really weird of her, but they they act she was just like, hey they guys. Like she literally beat them up. What's up? How, do you need any help? And they're like, fuck you, you weird bitch. <laughs> You're a weirdo. And they like acted like she was physically attacking them. Yeah. So he gets in her face and then they leave. And then they leave. And then we She's cut to Remy's Alicia. Okay, so earlier in the novel, Alicia had been mentioned as riding her bike because mm-hmm. they obviously can't afford a car, so they she bikes to work. Okay, how does Remy get to work? Maybe he had the car. Maybe he did public transport. I don't, I don't remember. remember. Fuck him. So Alicia gets and there. You know what bike. really sucks is no. he was the main character for so for for it. I hated it. Cut to, cut it right there into what happens next. From Remy's perspective, the police show up. So Alicia's dead. She fucking <laughs> she dies, fucking you guys. dies. Her bike chain broke while she was riding home to work or riding home from work. Her bike chain breaks because it's rusted and she hadn't replaced it. She literally crashes headfirst into a dumpster going downhill, and that is how she dies. That's when shit starts getting weird because not only does she die like that, then she's just kind of left floating around in the hallway of this hospital. And there's a full chapter dedicated to Remy going to this hospital and being like, hey, they told me that my dead girlfriend is here. And the reception's at the front. It's like, she's not dead. She's in this room. And he goes to that room. And it's someone else with somebody that had a very similar name. And it's an old lady that's not dead. And he's like, well, this is actually not my girlfriend. This is an old lady. And they're like, well, we don't know where your girlfriend is. Just kidding. She's dead and she's hanging out outside in the hallway. And they kept repeating the phrase, like, what was it? Like, Mondays are busy or something? Yeah, it was like, Mondays are bad days or some shit like that. Where it was like, basically, like, the hospital just couldn't get it together because it was Monday. It was the weirdest. And that's when you realize, as you're reading this, this is when the perspective starts to get just a little bit tilted. It was very Alice in Wonderland. Very Alice in Wonderland, like, and it had been building up for some time because of the events in the novel. But also because a lot of the conversations that are being had are really quirky or like offbeat in some kind of way. So then when you hit this weird like quirky tilt, you're like, yeah, this makes sense. Well, and then you you find out like he doesn't even think she's dead at first. Even when the police come and tell him before he goes to the hospital because he's like, no, she's in her spot. Mm-hmm. Because the spot has a roof on it, so he wouldn't be able to see if she was in it. Mm-hmm. And he goes and touches the water and it's warm. But nobody's and in there. nobody's in there. But you find that the water stays warm. It is dead. The water, so the stays, water warm stays warm through the rest of the novel. Because it is, again, like a spa pod. So really it was just a jacuzzi that she put a cover on. It's really fun for her. It's really cool. I love her. I felt sad for her. So from, from there... Events get weird. 
events get weird. I have no other way to describe it. It just gets weird. So basically, also prior to this, Alicia had been reading this self-help book called, called Apple's... An Apple Bush. The Apple yeah, Bush. Yeah, the Apple Bush. And Remy kept saying apples don't even don't grow, grow in a bush. bush. Well... Which he wasn't wrong, but he was such a negative Nelly about everything. <laughs> Literally was. She was just trying to self-help. So you find out... And this is the horror part of the novel. Hold on. I want to say before this, what this author did really well, and it's it was a very science fiction move, was she started using these terms. Mm-hmm. Um, like, one of them was, I think, signifier. Mm-hmm. And she started using these terms that had only a very specific meaning to this novel. Right. And she introduced them slowly enough and then had enough of an explanation that you didn't feel totally lost. You feel a little lost, though. And that is okay, because that adds to the psychedelic Well, you feel a little lost but that's for a the while, point. For a bit, but, it, but I think she did it well enough where... So throughout the novel, you're introduced to what are called signifiers. Basically, yeah. they're like these signs in the world that are supposed to point you to your path. And mm-hmm. at first, you're thinking this is just some kind of weird, like, new agey thing. It's kind of, like, akin to, like, horse, horoscopes, right? Um, and then Alicia dies. Yeah. And signifiers and all this other new age shit that they had been talking about becomes a huge part of this novel to where you're like, oh shit, okay. And the apple bush directly correlates to all these things. Yeah. Did you expect no, I this didn't. random self help book to suddenly be a focal point of this novel? No, but I loved it. She did. So basically, such a good fucking move. At this point, Alicia is dead. And Remy keeps hearing something in the middle of the night that gets up and, like, does, like, nighttime eating. And at first he's like, maybe it's Alicia. And, like, kind of like a ghost way. Like, he doesn't really acknowledge it, but maybe, like, you know, that kind of way. Um, It turns out it's not Alicia. It's this thing that looks like a big fucking bug that is trying to kill Remy. But, like, a humanoid bug because it has a face. It has humanoid features. Yeah, which is important. For later on. So... Remy goes to this grief counseling group. This woman who's supposed to be helping him asks him how out after. She's really weird. They have this really weird conversation. And then later on in the novel, after this one event with this big black bug that tries to kill him, he calls his friend that had been talking about all this new age mysticism bullshit. Yeah. She comes over and she's like, I got a friend. I got to call her. Turns out it's the lady that had been part of this grief counseling group. And part of the reason Alicia had been so susceptible to changing into Jen and almost starting to look like Jen was because this bug thing had invaded their shower head and was like oozing its gross, like gross bug, bug vile shit into her while she was showering. Mm -hmm. It was a really, it's really, again, this novel took a really interesting turn. And so to some extent, you just have to like, what we always say when you read horror or thriller novels you have to suspend disbelief yeah and for this particularly to get anything out of this novel you just have to be like all right this is what we're doing okay so this is this is the plot so you get so remy's like oh my signifiers and And this is what his friend carla the one who carla who's the one that's been telling him about all this new age mysticism bullshit she you get tells him hey this black bug is actually the thing that's been what like stopping you 
Yes. From moving on in your life. Yeah. And you so, need to kill whatever that thing represents. So the thing is, is he had been following his signifier so well that now the obstacle, which is that bug, had manifested so that he would not be able to reach like his his point of destination in his mm-hmm. travels, right? right? And so, but she's also telling him, your all of your signifiers are pointing to Jen. Mm-hmm. They're pointing that you're going to get together with Jen, which I was like, that's a really I dumb like, fucking journey get to Jen. I, I was, was like, that's such an insignificant that. ass journey. I know. I was like, the, you're going to get in a relationship through fucking world. Well, and the, and so the inside thing, having humanoid features, it resembles the person who's standing so, near path. And he's like, what well, has to be like, Jen's. Well, it has to be Horace because Horace. he's blocking me from Jen. Ultimately, this ends. And he decides he's going to go kill Horace. He goes to Jen's apartment. She lies to him and says, Horace is in the bath. In reality, nobody's there. It's just Jen. And, and by the way, in, I, wait, you have to, he's running from this bug thing. Yeah. It, that's killed happening. everyone around him at this point. He starts talking to Jen. He's like, it's really, really important that I talk to you, blah, blah, blah. In the conversation, somewhere in the midst of it, he realizes the bug looks like you. Mm-hmm. And the bug crashes into the apartment. Crashes into the apartment. And he decides at that moment, what he has to do is not only kill Jen, but like kill the fuck out of her no like really <laughs> he kill really, her. Like, kills her like super kills super her nova killed her and then he packs her into a suitcase sorry it's really disturbing packs her body into a suitcase takes her back with him puts her into the spot puts her in the spot and out walks alicia as jen alicia as jen and that's the end of the novel and you may be saying to yourself what the whole fuck what in the mighty wind fuck? And you know what? I'm going to complain about Remy. Here's the thing. He got he what, got he, what wanted. he fucking wanted. And in a really weird, awful, disturbing the way. Whole time. Imagine being a weird freak and you just you just get what you want. And everybody else around you and, suffers. Um, if you didn't, if you guys are like, well, what did he want? He wanted Alicia, but he wanted her to be... More like Jen. More like Jen, but like the Jen he had in his head, but and also like real the, life Jen. But also like the Alicia that she what is the needed to here? be. So he, he wanted Alicia at the end that didn't exist. <laughs> no, I know, and you know what? He fucking got it. Yeah, he did. And that's maybe the most horrifying part of it is he he was he was a creepy person. He was a bad person. He then murdered someone got away with it because he got what he wanted. Boo! Tomato, tomato. And that's the horrifying part of this novel. But, and you may be saying to yourself, wow, shit got real weird at the end. That's how you feel when you read the novel. Literally 75% of it, you're like, okay, I don't know where this is going. And when you get to that last 25%, you're like, I really don't know where this is going, but shit's fucked up. It is really fucked up. I thought it was very... So I liked a lot of the issues that it did talk about because you're like, okay, on face value, we gave you general descriptor of the novel. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not what the novel is about. Novel touched on class. The novel touched on fucking misogyny. So much. Relationships. It touched on kind of like this discovering of yourself when you're in your later 20s and like who you want to be versus who you are and also the limitations that you might have in your mm-hmm. life. Um, 
And I thought that was really good, that it managed to bring all of these actual very real issues into this weird fucking book. Yeah. And that was what I thought was genius, because I so liked this book much more than any other book that I've picked up on book talk. I think, you know what, I uh, I think this book did the horror aspect really well. And I think sometimes the issue with certain book talk horror novels is they pull the punch on the ending. No, the villain got what he didn't deserve. The villain got what he didn't deserve. And you know what? And I don't know if we talked about the show that we watched, but we watched the show on Netflix called Brand New Cherry Flavor. Mm. And the ending is very similar in that she caused havoc for every single fucking person around her. Lisa Nova, the main character. Bunch of people died. And she got basically off scot-free at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I think some of the best, and I think when you read a horror novel, the ending really needs to punch it. And I think A Touch of Jen did that because it's like, wow, damn, this person won and I fucking hate them. Well, and then also he won and you were like, but why? But, like, what was, like, when you look, the horrifying part of that is not that he won. It's like, okay, but if I'm a relatively good person and he won, what does that mean for me? I don't win. So I like it because it takes you to this place of, like, thought of, well, then who really wins? Right. Because in, in a story that you want to read, the good guy would win. AKA Alicia would have broken up with his weird ass and that would have been the end of the story. Because it wasn't even just that he was a bad person. He was so fucking mediocre. He was so basic. And like the people and the people around him who died, even love him or hate him, they were still trying to do stuff with their lives and he was just perfectly content being a fucking creep about Jen and being and making his relationship as dead end as possible. When you look at Remy as a character, he was like a server who watched the movies and that was it and, and that's he not those two things aren't bad super, no they're not but they, it, they are bad when you're hyper critical of other people who are like just trying their best and you can't you sit there and you call them fake and you call them this and you call them that and then you're an asshole and you ain't shit and he was just stuck in the past right and it wasn't like he was the like the past that also didn't really exist because when you really when you really he describes these interactions with Jen, it kind of just seems like vague flirting, maybe if that. It honestly just honestly just seemed like she was like kind of a miserable ass person. Yeah, and he just matched that energy in some of their conversations, and, and they had some really sad laughs, like two years prior. It right. was <laughs> I don't know. It, the book is so good, but if you really want it to be satisfying, it's not. So it's not going to be. You will not be satisfied, but you will learn about a new horror type called psychedelic horror. And along with this, we would recommend. I mean, I would brand recommend new cherry a flavor. brand new cherry flavor um, on Netflix. That one, what would you call that one? Like in terms of horror? I said that it's... one was psychedelic horror too. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, also, because there's super a lot nat- of like internal magic, magic, like supernatural. It wasn't supernatural though; just there was a witch in it. So whatever that is, is that supernatural? Yeah, I guess when I'm thinking of supernatural, I'm really stuck on ghosts. But I think witches go into there, right? What? 
know. Catherine Keener was in it. <laughs> That's her name, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, she what? was amazing. She was so good. Um, and you know, it's just hard when the villains win. It is hard, but I really appreciate that sometimes because you need that ending and you don't have that ending. Yeah. I am going to say this. Brand new cherry flavor is about two episodes too long. Yes. So, so if you just, watch it, you'll be a little bit like, oh, this it's a slow. little slow, but it's, it's worth it. But with that being said, we would recommend a touch of Jen. I thought it was excellent. One of yeah. the best books I've read this year so far. I read it and I was like, Denise, you need to read this. And then she was like, okay, maybe we could do our podcast on it. And I was like, yes, we have to. Yeah. And yeah, I think if you want to read some freaky ass shit and be like, man, these people are wildly weird. Yeah, you should do this. Yeah. Denise, do you have any final words for the people? Um, you know, <laughs> apples don't grow on a bushel, but in the way they do. In a way they do. In a way they do. And that's, you never get a clear answer on why the fuck to. it's called apples on a bushel they kept saying i'm just saying bushel it was an apple bush <laughs> i'm so obsessed with a bushel right now what is what is exactly is a bushel i thought it was what like is a bushel i thought it was a small bush define it no it's not hold on that reminds me of that tiktok that's like <laughs> how's denim made what is it made of <laughs> You're gonna be real disappointed when you hear this. Oh no! You're gonna be really disappointed. No. I'm, al- I'm already I'm mad because ready? why did I think it was just a <laughs> tiny bush? Fuck. A bushel. <laughs> a bushel is a measurement. <laughs> Fuck me. Equal to 64 US pints used for dry goods. So what in the world? <laughs> Fuck. First of all, that seems like a lot. So when people are saying like three bushels, they mean like what do you think they mean? That they're saying three small bushels. In what? No, really? In what setting? You're making me angry. In what setting has anyone ever said to you three bushels? I mean, no one's ever said to me three bushels. (laughs) Not a damn person has ever said anything about bushels to me. No, I just win. have in my head, like, I read somewhere someone said three bushels of apples. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Or potatoes. Potatoes. And what did you do with that information? I thought, like, I don't know. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> so. Um, but we will end that episode here with you all thinking, Boo, Denise made up her own thing about tiny bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you could edit that out. That doesn't have to go out for the world to hear. The world shall hear it. <laughs> um, so we love you guys so much. Thank you for. Um, we didn't do any podcast. of our. We didn't do any of our ending stuff. What was our ending stuff? Um. Wait. What our next podcast is going to be about? We don't fucking know. It's about Nightmare Alley. What? We talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Hey, I just bought." Bu- Nightmare Alley off of eBay. We should read that. We're and you do, said, okay, yeah. so for our next podcast, we're going to be doing Nightmare Alley, which we already discussed. 
I remember you- nothing about this. But I'm excited because I love that movie. I fucking love that movie. The Brad Coop could fucking get it. That's what I call Bradley Cooper. He, oh, no way. I didn't think that someone whose name was basically a short version of Bradley <laughs> Cooper would be Bradley Cooper. Shut the fuck up. Okay, so the Coops. Um, he's so good in it. And we are going to be doing Nightmare Alley for our next podcast, mm-hmm. which I'm just finding out now. You knew. <laughs> we talked um, about What other ending thing did you absolutely need to do? Um, do you recommend anything other than brand new cherry flavor? I do, but only because it was another one about villains potentially winning. Was it about that fucking documentary I just finished? Oh, Bad Vegan? Bad Vegan. Fuck both of those people. And I, there was parts that I did feel sympathy for the woman. But she had a little bit of a sussy-ass character. And if anybody else watches it, let me know how you feel. Let me know if I'm wrong. Actually, I don't get But... <laughs> Let me know if you think I'm wrong. If you think I'm wrong. If you think it, that's fine. I'm not. Do you want to know? Like, why are you challenging I just want them to tell me what they think, actually. So, I would recommend Bad Vegan because, again, it was one where you're like, hmm, you kind of go a little way with a lot of stuff and you shouldn't have. (laughs) You shouldn't have. Anyways... Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for finding out with us what psychedelic horror is, but also what a bushel is. (laughs) And we will... And you know what? Spoiler alert. It's on a tiny bush. (laughs) And we will... We will be hopefully coming back in two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, bye. Bye.